0: Temp check. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get Who Gets You on eHarmony. Sign up today.
1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
2: Welcome to another episode of Work Party, the podcast. In these special episodes, Heather Records, the VP of Marketing, and I, Teal, from the marketing team at Create and Cultivate, are sitting down with some amazing women who came to join us in New York City for the Create, Cultivate New York Conference. We're interviewing some super special women with their own businesses, their own missions, their own brands, and they're taking us behind the scenes of their work parties to give us some tips and some tricks. Hope you enjoy them.
1: Sit back, relax, and let the self care vibes roll in. Today, we're live in New York City chatting with the founder of Chill House, Cindy Ramirez. She's dropping some major gems on self care, expanding her thriving business and the daily hustle and bustle that comes along with owning a business, also owning a business with her husband. So let's welcome Cindy to the podcast.
2: Welcome to another episode of Work Party, the podcast. Today, I'm in New York City with Cindy Ramirez, founder of Chill House and The Chill Times. And she's getting ready to reveal all the gems of the process of launching and give us all the tips on staying chill because you're
0: the chill queen. (laughs) Welcome, Cindy. Sometimes not so much. Thank you for having me.
2: (laughs) We're so excited. So I want to start back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. How did chill house come to life mm-hmm. and then the process of expanding into the chill times
0: right um so chill house the idea happened about three years ago a little over three years ago and it kind of came to my husband and I one day after we were trying to get massages I've, I've shared the story a bunch so let me see how I could say it differently but yeah we were trying to get massages one day and we didn't like love our options one um one of our options was kind of like a CD establishment like super cheaply priced I almost felt wrong to go. Um, our other option was luxury, um, spending a little bit too much money on a massage. I'd say more than I was comfortable with, um, where it felt like a splurge and like something that I regretted. So we like realized pretty instantly that there was something missing in New York. Definitely, like just the spa industry needed a little reinvigoration. I'd say, and we you know wrapped our heads around what other things are missing from the space. And I've always felt that there wasn't really like a food and bev element to any relaxation space. You know, it's kind of like you just show up and they give you water with cucumbers and a green tea and that's about it. Like, why can't there be a barista making some delicious lattes? You know, there wasn't that option. So um, all the elements kind of came together after discussing all the different ways that I feel like I want to relax in New York. Um, I'm born and raised here. I'm always on the go. I'm always like you know running around managing a ton of employees and a ton of things to do right so and for I've been that way for you know several years now so I always felt like I needed a place to go in between all the other places right in between like meals in between like I don't need like I feel like my life revolves around eating um and work so what are those other like what's that third space that was missing and it was chill house to me. And then I guess the chill times too. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, because then you have, now you're getting into the content space. So it's like from plant-based beauty routines to anxiety-reducing tips and tricks. Like how did you kind of expand into that lane?
0: Yeah, so the chill times was previously Taste the Style. So Taste the Style was my lifestyle blog prior to opening up Chill House. Um, I was technically a lifestyle blogger slash entrepreneur. And I had like a nice little following on on that site. And there came kind of like this crossroads decision-making time where I was trying to figure out what to do with that site, given all of my time was really... Needed for Chill House. um, And there was still this kind of like running platform that I wasn't paying enough attention to, like, what should I do with it? And it became really clear that, you know, Chill House had an audience outside of New York City. And so how do we reach that audience in a way where they feel connected to the brand, and they can learn some things through Chill House, through the people behind Chill House. And that's how you know, it kind of sparked one day that I was like, well, why doesn't Chill House have an editorial element? You know, like I'm obviously capable of running it and, or building something that someone else can help me run, you know? So, um, we basically rebranded the entire site, re-strategized. I brought over my only employee that I had at, uh, Taste the Style over to, you know, the Chill Times and she became a more full-time employee and helped us really get that off the ground. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, super important for us to kind of be at the, the the forefront of, you know, wellness, what's happening now, and how can we be a part of that conversation? And how can we really, you know, put in value into this um, industry? You know, what's our value prop, I guess, in this industry? So really, the chill times was our answer to that. And it, it just kind of became very obvious. So yeah that's how it happened.
2: Was it super obvious to identify the content pillars or the types of blog posts you would share?
0: I mean, we definitely did some research. I mean, I didn't have like a ton of wellness experience prior to opening up Chill House. So a lot of these conversations were still really new to me, but we wanted it to feel really authentic to all of us that worked there, you know, all of us that were going to contribute this content. So we thought about just different lifestyle categories, I'd say, um, and then broke it up by that. So we have, um on the site, when you go on it, you'll see ones like get ready, ones like get well, ones like get home, you know, all these different categories that really kind of round out your life, how to be well within all of those categories, yeah. if that makes sense. Absolutely. So that was a really fun process for me. It was kind of like branding a new business, yeah, which I love doing. That's so fun. So yeah.
2: what does living a balanced or whole, well-rounded life mean to you? I
0: think it means identifying what your needs are as a human um, and also listening to your body and paying attention to it, constantly checking in and being like, am I overwhelmed? Okay, now it's time to take care of me, right? Unwind am I feeling invigorated? Great. Now that's the time to really go after all the things that I maybe wouldn't get done on those days that I'm exhausted. You know, So I know it sounds like a simple answer, but it, it really is a simple answer. It's like, just how do you accomplish a, a work-life balance? Just checking in with your body and making sure that you're in a good place mentally and physically.
2: Right, and I I love to think of it as, like, it's literally a day-by-day process.
0: Totally. Yeah, Yeah, not, you can't just expect every week to go the same. Right. And you have to be prepared for those blows and for those highs. Um, Hopefully, you know, we all can experience both of them, because the lows keep you grounded and the highs keep you motivated, right? So I think we're, we just, I think we should all be in a place where we chuck in,
2: So the global wellness industry is reportedly worth over $4 trillion. It's a huge That's market. Crazy. Stuff going in, stuff going out. Yeah. What impact on that industry do you hope to make through your brands, mm-hmm. products, mm-hmm. businesses? And loaded question, but how do you aim to empower women to take wellness more seriously in the ways that you just shared?
0: Yeah. It's not that we want people to take wellness seriously. is that we want them to take themselves yeah. seriously and their health seriously and their well-being seriously. Not so much like, here's this product that you need. It's it's about identifying, again, like what works for you. And we, you know, we opened up with these three things that we did. And those, you know, our experiential, our services part of the business is definitely what we're most known for. But, you know, we have editorial. So, we have other ways that you can educate yourself. Um, and then we also have, Ecom, and so we curate amazing products from amazing brands that we spend a lot of time vetting and thinking about and are very strategically you know uh putting together you know this like lifestyle sort of um product process for you of sorts so for us i think providing options is super important and um education but not in a way where it feels preachy or like if you don't do this then you're not doing your body any justice it's more so like I said giving people the tools to learn what works for them yeah um through different ways and so like I said services uh products editorial whatever it is that helps you find your you know discover your self-care journey yeah. of sorts. so that's what we that's our goal. That's our sole mission. And, of course, making you relax when you enter our spaces and making you feel more at ease when you buy products from our site, making you feel more at ease when you read our content. Like, it, We don't want to scare anybody into into wellness. That's the furthest thing from our goals. And so it's coming at it from a very approachable, attainable voice, point of view, perspective, and so on and so forth.
2: I love that. So going back to the tools and the resources to get to know yourself and everything with, you know, we always think of a morning routine as a perfect Mm -hmm. way to kind of start our days and all of that. So we want to know about your morning routine and how often do you revamp it or switch it up?
0: Yeah, I think people like probably expect for me to have this like super impressive, like yogi, meditation-y kind of morning. And that's just not me. I, I do all those things. At my own time, but I don't make them always a routine. So for me, I mean, I don't have a bad habit of looking at my phone right away, which I don't recommend, Um, but I compensate, I guess, those moments or the things that I know I'm flawed in in other ways. So like I like (laughs) maybe too much information, but I like I take baths versus showers a lot of mornings, you know, like not like full bath ones, but like just like sitting in the tub sort of baths. And I use that time to kind of like close my eyes, meditate or like throw on some music and reinvigorate. you know. I either always have music on or I have nothing on where I'm like kind of just like using that time to close my eyes and really like breathe and and do that whole process. Um, but I also love my skincare process it's my it's my favorite part of my day. I, obsessed with all my products and and yes I always switch it up so I'm very lucky to get a gifted a lot of things from some amazing brands so I like to test everything and um find what works for me but so far they've all been pretty good <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently really into uh Joanna Vargas's products okay are there any other favorites right now oof so many <laughs> I mean I'm a big fan of Caudalie I've been a big fan of Caudalie for okay. a long time um but, yeah, I always switch it up. My cleansers, are, I'm using two right now. Sometimes I use the duo. Sometimes I just use one or the other. But um, Then I Met You, which is Soko Glam's first oh, line of products, I okay. believe. Cool. Yeah, she started off with cleansers, and it's, like, its own brand. And they're amazing. That's They're, cool. like, next level. So, yeah, I love, like, playing around with products, you know. I'm very curious. I'm, I, I have, like, my vanity is always overflowing, But I love that about beauty, is that you can experiment and see what works.
2: Always try something
0: new. Mm -hmm. It's fun.
2: So you do a lot of work with your husband. He was kind of with you developing from the beginning of things. Mm -hmm. What what is your number one tip for doing business with a significant other?
0: Um, Establish when and where you draw the line, I'd say. And what I mean by that, I guess an example of how we do it is you never know when you're gonna be inspired and when you're gonna have this like invigoration of like, I need to do work or I need to do something, even if it's an hour of day that is not necessarily traditional, right? So he and I both, this happens to both of us all the time where he's like, you know, it's 9 p.m. and we're having dinner so I think we're having a date night and then all of a sudden it turns into work talk. And then we've kind of established this rule. It's like, if I don't feel like talking about it, I'm gonna say, babe, not now. And we have to respect each other, you know? It's kind of like keep that to yourself for a bit, write, write a put little note, note, put right. a little note down, let's revisit this in a proper meeting. So we've been good about that, I'd say, for the past year. But it took some time to learn how to really argue. <laughs> oh. Argue as business owners, not mm-hmm. as, you know, partners and, you know, husband and wife. Because I think it, you get really comfortable with the idea that that person is stuck with you forever and you can get, you can get kind of bitchy and angry and loud. And like, I've had to scale it back a ton of times. And so has he, and we get snappy with each other sometimes at meetings, but you know, I have to put him in his place sometime. Like yesterday I was like, (laughs) you know, he said something where he like kind of shut down an idea and I was like, you're not allowed to do that. Like I'm the boss here, you know? And so um, just respecting each other, you know, having that mutual respect outside of being, Partners in life, but being partners in business. The same respect that you treat anybody else, right? It's a boundaries Mm -hmm. communications thing for sure. And I think we have a lot of room for improvement for sure. But we're working as we all do, and we acknowledge it, which is a good step.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of home life, your home specifically has been featured on a lot of like really cool, chill, chic blogs Mm -hmm. about the cutest apartments out there. And I would agree, I love everything I've seen. So what are your tips for creating a chill living space
0: Yeah, for
2: specifically for people who work from home or, you yeah. know, entrepreneurs who are creating their home office yeah. right in their
0: living room? Yeah, it's, oh man, I've been there. You know, I think everybody has a different room that they gravitate to. So I probably, if you're thinking within budget means, definitely concentrate on one room at a time, I'd say is a good way to strategize a renovation. That's how we did it. Um, we were lucky enough to have a partnership with CB2 that helped us kind of outfit or our, our create our dream home. But we started with one room at a time, and that way we don't have, like, an overwhelming feel of, like, this is too much, too many boxes everywhere, you know? So I think that's number one if you're doing, like, a full reno. I also, like, have said this, I feel like, in other interviews, like, don't cheap out on your bedding. Like, that's – think about how much time you – know, we have 24 hours a day. We spend – I that's eight hours, right? Eight times three. Eight hours working, eight yeah. hours leisure time, morning, night, and then eight hours sleeping. Yeah. So that's a one third of your day that you're spending in bed. Don't you want that to be like... Luxury. Yeah. <laughs> feel comfortable. Friggin good. Yeah. So I always say, like, if you're going to invest in anything, invest in a quality, you know, mattress and a cool headboard, something that you feel like you want to melt into your bed when you get home.
2: Okay. Favorite mattress, because I actually am shopping for a bed right now. <laughs>
0: Um, I haven't tried that many out, but I do love my Casper. Casper? Yeah. I love that.
2: Okay. One of our work party roles is find your tribe. And mm-hmm. we cover the importance of having a good squad around you. Who's in your Chill House tribe and how have they had your back through building the brand?
0: Um, Well, of course, my employees. It took us a, a little bit to really establish our core team, I'd say. You know, uh, we've gone through a couple of changes in the past couple of years, and now I feel like everyone that works for us is like a ride or die, you know? It's like that kind of culture, I'd say, at Chill House right now, which it takes a a while for people to cultivate, I'd say, and of course, you know, I think it takes a lot of brand excitement for people to then realize that your business is something worth also rallying behind, right? So I think we're... In a, such an amazing place as a business with our team, and so that's number one as my work, tri- my work tribe, of course. Yeah, and like even my publicists, like our PR team, they're outsourced, but they're. She's been with me since even before we opened up the doors, and she's been like watching us do all these things. So, someone like her and people that like have or outsource, you know, creatives that help us out are also part of our tribe, even if they're not in the office every day. Mm-hmm. But as far as people that aren't, you know, don't directly work for Chill House, um, I have an amazing relationship with two women specifically. And I have so many women around me that surround me that are so supportive in so many ways. I can't even begin to list to name them because it's crazy if I think about it, just how much support I have. Women that kind of come to mind are the women that are kind of going through this process with me, which which are the founders of New York Pilates and... Y7, who have become my really good friends. And I look at them as, like, kind of like big sisters because they've been at it longer, you know, and they've opened up a few different establishments by now, each. And, you know, they're going through similar things as I am, growing a brand that is also a retail business, dealing with operations, dealing with, you know, growth and employees and HR, like all the same – issues or you know things that i have to deal with at chill house they kind of go through the same thing as me and so um i lean on them a lot we lean on each other i like hit them up with questions and so they've been my tribe for sure and super important it's so important to find people that are kind of going through the same things as you yeah and help lean on each other share resources tips stories all of that oh yeah Yeah, exactly. That's so helpful.
2: So I want to switch gears a little bit and move into some practical advice Mm -hmm. for women who may be experiencing a specific case here, but like burnout at work or just they don't feel capable of asking for what they need or setting boundaries or a lot of those small things that we can do on a regular basis to like do those check-ins with ourselves and, and stay in tune with you know where we are mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of talk around like anxiety disorders and how they're affecting about 18% of adults in the US have you dealt with this in personal life um, yeah. you know a lot of us have but being stressed overwhelmed etc what solutions have you found for well, yourself I, yeah. personally I,
0: my solution is not going to be everybody's solution right. so i'll just say that but i have found that travel helps me a ton mm. and so people always see that i'm like I escape, like, once a month or so. Even if it's a work trip, I add, like, two more days for personal days. I have to get those in. And it just allows me to recharge. And I know not everybody can travel. People have normal (laughs) jobs where they can't leave every, you know, every month for a few days. But I think if you are in a situation where you're employed by someone else, I think it's okay to bring up to your boss, hey, listen, like, You know, we work really hard, like maybe there's something we can do around like setting some culture-based things, you know, around the office, or maybe we like bring in uh, someone to help us meditate, or why don't we go out for like yoga one day. Like I think it's totally okay to bring up to your employer, give them actionable ideas to help you kind of, you know, reset. You know, you know what I yeah, mean? You yeah, So it's not just, like, saying, oh, I'm exhausted. Like, I can't do this anymore. It's so overwhelming. I hate my job, blah, 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 Like, not creating another problem. Yeah. But offering a solution and an idea to help get you and the rest of the team back on track and, like, reinvigorated and re-energized and, and ready to take on work again. Because ultimately, your employer wants to know that you're, you know, you're ready to grab the ball by the – what do you call it? The bull. bull. Yes. <laughs> bull by the horns, yeah. you know, and of course we're also compassionate people and we want to make sure that our team is feeling good at all times, but um, how do, how do you, you know, approach that in a way where it doesn't feel kind of like meet each
2: other in the middle? Yeah.
0: Where it doesn't feel like, oh, you're just, you know, complaining. Right. So I think, I would think that's like a, I think, a good tip mm-hmm. as someone who works for an, an employer. Yeah, yeah. And if it's just you, if you're a freelancer or if you are an entrepreneur, you know, set times that you take remove yourself from work. If you're capable of not working and, and like, normal – 10 to f- or nine to five, 10 to six, we're 10 to six. Then find those hours that you can take breaks. Like you have that luxury, go to yoga at, you know, 3 p.m. or 2 p.m. Like you can do that, Yeah. you know, but, um, not giving yourself or not feeling so much pressure to only work within those hours, the same hours that the rest of the world works. So you should take full advantage of the fact that you don't have those hours that you can go somewhere when every the world's, like, quiet and everyone's, like, stuck behind a desk. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's something I wish I could do more of. But I, I do have an office now mm-hmm. that we I feel like I have to be there, like, as often as possible. I can't just be like, peace. But, you know, if my employees ask me, like, hey, can I go to yoga? I'll be like, yeah, sure. You know, because I know they work after, you know, office hours sometimes. We'll be emailing till, like, 10 p.m. sometimes. It's totally fine. We don't live in a world where those are your strict hours now. Right. Yeah. It's not like you just go home and you don't take the work home with you. A lot of times you do. So, yeah. So
2: like you said, how, you know, you've grown into this position and now it's like multiple teams, like the brand has expanded. How has your approach to this self care or, you know, setting your own schedule, how's that evolved since the time that you first started your business?
0: how is my schedule setting my own schedule? I mean, I, I, again, I kind of, I'm always kind of working. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's no such thing as like a full day off for me. I mean, even on like a Saturday and Sunday, my GM work, you know, those are her like busier days there at the space and she'll check in with me and she'll send me emails and, she also knows I work, like, Monday through Friday in the office, and but she has two days off, right? So, like, there's some level of respect that happens during certain days, of course. She knows, like, okay, I'll send her an email, but maybe I won't ask her that many questions, things like that. So there's um, there are some boundaries that I didn't mean to create. I think people just realize and respect sort of thing. If I feel like I have to be like, listen, guys, mm-hmm. like, I need a break – I will say it. I have no problem. Mm-hmm. I went to Tulum this past week and I didn't tell my team like, "Hey, don't reach out to me," but they they gave me that like distance and without me even asking, which I thought was really nice and I thanked them for at our meeting um, That's awesome. on Thursday, yeah. That is really nice.
2: Okay, moving into some hot fire questions to wrap it up, wrap up this work party. What's your favorite self-care snack?
0: Ooh. Um the, uh, the Sakara Life CBD chocolates. Okay, so
2: yum. Your guilty Instagram follow?
0: Diet Prada, even though they're vicious. I don't know who runs that. Do you know who they are? No. Oh, man. I just put you on to... It's like the belly of the beast. Okay. Um, <laughs> they're... I don't want to say any... I don't want to talk smack, but I kind of watch like angrily all day. Okay, okay. Because it's one of those accounts that finds if somebody's, like, design is too similar to, like, another design, they'll, like, rip them apart.
2: Call people out?
0: Yeah, they call people out viciously. Okay. And it it borderlines on bullying, I'd say. But it's still interesting to watch and just interesting to see because I'm also very – forever, I've always been really, really careful and and nervous that something like that would happen to me one day. And I'm like, I would never do such a thing, but I think they're – A lot of times people, like, there's, you know, design trends all the time. And so, like, Mm -hmm. you're inspired. That doesn't always mean you copy. Mm -hmm. Like, we're doing a tie-dye thing. Does that mean I copied another person that does tie-dye? The original tie-dyer. Who did the (laughs) original tie-dyer? So I'm just always kind of, like, checking in on that. And I love fashion. And I love, like, sometimes the cattiness of it. I think it's quite entertaining. Well, I'll have to check that one out. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a soap opera.
2: That's funny. Heels or flats? Heels. Wine or whiskey? Wine. And what are you watching on Netflix or Hulu right now?
0: Um, I'm always watching Friends and New Girl, like always. But I just, um, I just watched, I just like binged on Selling Sunset recently, Mm. which is fun. It's from the producers of The Hills. Okay. But it's about real estate and like women in real estate, this one particular uh, brokerage. And it just literally feels like The Hills meets Million Dollar Listing and guilty pleasures like i just wrote that max. down yeah i just it's definitely really wrote fun. that down is that on netflix mm-hmm.
2: okay yeah that's perfect
0: you write it down
1: too <laughs> we're
2: all yeah. taking notes They're okay all super hot all the girls. <laughs> well so are you yeah. thank you cindy for thank joining you. us on thank work you. party
1: ladies self-care is big business While we're working harder than ever before, we're also working to take care of ourselves along the way. And we're willing to spend big bucks to do so. At Create & Cultivate's first ever self-care summit, we'll be exploring the world of self-care. From business of wellness to how the modern working woman turns off and disconnects after a long week in the office. If you're ready for a day of panels, keynotes, pop-ups, crystal readings, meditation sessions, and so much more, everything you know and love from Create and Cultivate, head over to createcultivate.com to grab your tickets for the first ever self-care summit in Los Angeles on July 20th. We'll see you there.
3: Work Party listener exclusive. We're launching a members-only platform on createcultivate.com. Become a Create and Cultivate insider to get exclusive digital mentor sessions Hours of archive panel conversations from our previous conferences, plus future conferences, front of line passes for our pop-ups around the country, early access to our always sold out events, top-notch downloadable business resources from experts, and so much more. If you sign up to become a member before the official launch date on April 2nd, use code EARLYINSIDER for 10% off your annual membership. That's code EARLYINSIDER for 10% off your annual membership. Head to CrateCultivate.com to get all the Crate and Cultivate insider goods now. Have you bought your copy of Work Party the Book? Part career manifesto, part practical business advice, Work Party the Book is everything I wish I knew during my early years as an entrepreneur. The ups, the downs, the things I learned, and the women that helped me to make it happen. Just like in our podcast, Work Party the Book does not shy away from the nitty gritty details you need to know. If you hope to start your own business or become the HVIC at your current gig, we're here to help you out. Available in hardcover and audiobook on Amazon, also on iBooks at Target and your local bookstore. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Work Party, the podcast. If you felt inspired and learned something new, let us know in a review on iTunes and check us out on social at Work Party. For every episode, we have downloadable resources available on WorkParty.com. So you can put these tips and tools into action for your own business. Thanks again for listening. And as always, work hard, party on.